hey, I'm about to do LSD and watch Scissor Bros. Yeah, or, what is that? Or I'm about to take mushrooms. Are we like a psychedelic podcast? I don't know. Are we a psychedelic podcast? Whenever he went deeper, I, I I I felt this pain in my stomach where it literally felt like he was touching my stomach. And oh. I'm like, oh, and then like then it was and then it was over. But it felt just so like oh, like that. Um and I wanted to throw out like, <laughs> And then I came everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is a miracle this podcast is even happening right now. <laughs> I believe it, dude. I can't believe I'm here. We are in the green room of Spokane Comedy Club. Yeah. And I hit up CJ uh, yesterday before the shows. I was like, hey, you want to do my podcast? And I wasn't thinking that we were going to be rushed quite this much. So uh, we're going to do a little bit of a mini episode today. We're going to get to know... Uh, my pal and guest of the show, please welcome CJ Landry. Hi. Yes, thanks for having me. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm here, dude. I used to help fucking produce this thing, and now I'm sitting in the chair. Yep. Really baby in the corner here. We're really, really pushed up against a hard well, wall. Well, it, it was either it was either this green wall, <laughs> or we had strong casting couch vibes that were right over here where we would have been like on this black leather couch just sitting next to each other now it looks like we're just in front of a green screen and something a lot cooler is gonna pop up but nothing ever does <laughs> but nothing ever does like no dinosaurs or anything nothing ever pop cool. up it does look like i don't know why it looks like uh you are a news reporter <laughs> like on the scene it really does i look like we're broadcasting some like beyblades event or something we're just nerds i feel like we look like uh, did you ever see the movie brink yeah. <laughs> i feel like we're, we're narrators for the movie yeah. brink and brink uh, really is pushing himself to the limit it's out of the 540 spin over there wow <laughs> holy crap 50 50 grind there <laughs> if you don't know brink get it together for go real. check out brink for yeah, real culture yourself yeah, uh, you're working uh, at uh, at Better Box with uh, our buddy Gage T Arena. Shout That's out right. to Gage, Shout who Gage. Uh, still continues to produce and edit this podcast here. We love him, and uh, yeah, we had a, a lot of good times at that studio, dude. So fun, man! It was like it, honestly one of the coolest like phases of my life where it just felt like it was surreal. I was I moved there like just on a whim to LA, got a job in the studio, and then like. Josh Wolf was there. You were there. Tony Hinchcliffe would pop in. Donald Rawlings one time popped in. It was just like, I don't know, like Freddie Prince Jr. was there. It was just like unbelievable. Met Macaulay Culkin one time. I was like, this is insane. I mean, I never thought this would happen. It's like a fun, weird scene. And uh, I've talked uh, about this to Gage a little bit, but you have such culture shock when you grow up watching certain people and then all of a sudden you're working with them randomly. You're like, how did I get here yeah and well Macaulay Culkin was a weird one because I've never looked at an adult so long and been like wow I saw you a lot at like seven isn't that weird I feel like I knew you at seven and now you're standing in front of me and he had like fuzzy pink bunny rabbit ears on and his like 
fingernails were like tattered with like rainbow uh, nail polish. I'm like, man, this guy is a long way from home. Uh, <laughs> a long way from home alone. Guys, he's a long way <laughs> from, home. from home. And we're back to you in the studio. <laughs> we are covering Macaulay Culkin. Uh, there's a parade in downtown Lubbock, Texas right now. Uh, Macaulay Culkin Appreciation Day. And that is what's going on here. Uh, yeah, dude, it's so weird. Like uh, One for me, of course, uh, being from the Midwest, was when I started doing occasional things with Polly Shore, just yeah. whether it was a podcast or like some shows or whatever through stand-up. Dude, in the Midwest, like, that guy is still like a god there. Yeah. So that was the first time that my family in Iowa was like, oh, Jeremiah's doing big things. doing some stuff with Polly. Polly I was like, I was like, you know, everybody has their own meter of success. <laughs> right. It's and so for true. them, it's Polly Shore. Off the charts, Polly Shore. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. And then like you go back to LA and you're just like on a show with like all these big names now that if they go there, they're kind of like, ah, who's this guy? Oh, he's on Netflix. Ah, big deal. You know, like, a, right. I don't know, like some scenes, like, I don't know, some scenes you, you'd be surprised who's not big there, even though they're a huge name in LA now, you know, it's, it's so weird how everything's become so categorized, scattered all over the country. Well, that's what's weird is like, you can have a million followers on TikTok and nobody knows who you are in, in yes. certain parts. You know what I mean? It's, I know. That's still, and that's a million people. I know. And that like, you gotta, now it's the face filters. You've seen these guys where they just have like the a Snapchat face filters where it's like they have big eyes and a small little mouth and they're mouth and they're changing their voice and they're like meow, 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 like that and they're making all these videos like eh, I just went to Starbucks today da, da, da. And it's like these like really big long rants and now they're like selling out comedy clubs all over the country like just what? off these videos yeah you never seen these guys no oh my god I, so I, I work with one of these guys right his name is uh, should I say his name I don't know anyway so I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything mean yeah yeah but he's just work so he he just sells out this club does and he use the filter on stage at all. No, <laughs> no, but that would be amazing. I mean, people showing up and then they're like, "Okay, well, this is what I paid for." Uh, this is really I don't frustrating. Recognize this guy. I, this, this guy who's been talking to me like, "Here's my thing about the lines of Starbucks," and then they show up and like, "Hi, uh, my name's Rick, and um, uh, we're gonna do an hour of comedy tonight. I hope you guys are into that." So I talked to the guy and he, and he sold like seven grand of merch and over two nights. What? Yeah. And so I what is his merch? Like what? What? I don't even know. I don't remember. I think it was something like, uh, like you know, like uh, you know, Gator, Gator at Starbucks, and then like a picture of Gator with a Starbucks cup. Gotcha. Hand, you know, gotcha. something weird. Anyway, so then, um, and he's like a Southern guy, right? So like uh, everybody that comes out is pretty. You know, not uh, intelligent. So, and then uh, oh, I think you're gonna say high class people. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad after talking to him after, and the one lady walked up to us. She's like, well, "Who's better, Batman or Superman?" Because we've been talking about that during the show. We're just like, "What? That's not what the show is about." <laughs> but like, here's my problem with the Zack Snyder cut. Okay, now I got it on HBO Max. It's way longer than it originally intended to be watching. I didn't plan on setting this aside this time. Then we go to this comedy show. It's this whole thing, and then I'm watching you. And then I was like, "Wait, what are we talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this guy on the interwebs and I'm just now curious if Batman is actually a superhero. Now, one thing I do like about you, CJ, I do like your hairstyle. You have a nice little mullet that's coming in to <laughs> fruition. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that the Lord is with you that hairstyle right now. <laughs> I think that is a beautiful look on you. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. 
I like your beard too. Wish I can grow it. I'm very envious. Uh, we were talking about <laughs> beards right before this, and you say that you are having trouble uh, filling it in at different marks, and it just grows in D'Artagnan style, like a, a three musketeer. <laughs> <laughs> it just grows in mustache, and then uh, and it has Porthos, Athos, and Aramis vibes, right? <laughs> <laughs> has Nina Pinta, Santa Maria's on, on the sideburns, and that's about it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's real <laughs> It's real bad. I'm, I'm missing a lot of spots, and uh, it it's happens all over my body, by the way. I'm really not growing in anywhere. Um, but <laughs> I just imagine <laughs> you said it happens all over your body, like, like just above the base of your penis is a mustache <laughs> and then the balls have like a, a little goatee it's like it's literally my it's everywhere it's like you're on your pits and everywhere has like a little goatee it's like dude I, I don't know why i keep growing it this way but i think it's a louisiana thing i don't know what's wrong with my body dude oh, oh my god that's hilarious oh my god yeah i really have like i really have part-time hair everywhere all over my body <laughs> yeah your your body's working full-time <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> different parts of your body are taking vacation and sick days and stuff like that. They're, They're not there. fully going in, <laughs> but I don't know. Oh my God. But yeah, so he sells, so this guy, Dustin Sims, right? He sells seven grand over two nights. And I go, dude, that's crazy, man. You did 45 minutes on stage. I'm like, how long have you been doing this? He goes, oh, that was my 15th time on stage. See that, that, that's heartbreaking. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, oh, what am I even doing now? Was it a good show? I mean, here's the thing: his, his the people his that fans come, liked it. People that come out see him love him, dude. Okay. But well, then it's go. like you're watching these bits, and you're like, these are not bits; these are not jokes. It, it, he's like referring even to videos. They're like funny musings kind of thing, yeah, or is like it just internet stuff? Kind voices. Of? He's doing like stories, but they're like kind you of start describing my act. And you're like, not. he's doing this physical stuff. He's doing <laughs> voices. I'm like, oh yeah, this guy sounds like a real, uh, a real horrible comedian. <laughs> yeah, yikes! Uh, looking forward to working with you this weekend. See, like, act up on stools. I mean, it's. <laughs> Real. Like, I'm, it's like really low grade, low brow humor. I'm just not into that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, it was just—it's just interesting to see these guys that are just blown up on this on internet stuff. And I, I just—I guess I'm curious how long it, how long it lasts. You know, I mean, but um, and we're—I mean, I'm working the original way or the old school way of just like of working around and. I don't know. I mean, it's not so much fame that I'm chasing, it's, but it's just kind of getting better at what it is. And uh, I guess there's different ways of going about it. I feel It feels like whenever you're watching it, though, it's funny that they're doing it at comedy clubs. Like, it's almost like now, because there's like so many influencers out there wanting to do live stuff. It's like there should be a different facility for that. But it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Because it would be so sad. Yeah, it would be like the the club would be called influencer club or something like Ugh. party club, and people would be like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna buy a ticket to that. That uh, makes me hate myself." Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> Takes away all the. I mean, and at, the, at a comedy club, it's kind of notorious for if the show's not good, you can get plastered and still have a good night. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you know, if you're watching a YouTuber show and it just sucks, it's like, okay, look at some more Long Islands. And yeah, then I'm, I'm, get the hell out. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. What was the first thing you'd say, uh, being a, a kid from Louisiana, where where you you've done some cool stuff in Hollywood? Now, what was the first thing that uh, that you're like, oh, this is like this is turning into something? You know what I mean? Like this is this is my first feeling of like I'm excited to tell family that this thing happened. Um, man, I mean, I, I guess like I mean, it's kind of sad, kinda, but definitely the first time uh, I was on Kill Tony was dope. Um, that That's not was, sad, dude. It is not. It's a little sad because I mean, I think I think there's the different benchmarks for everything. I think the comedy scene makes fun of it a lot and makes fun of the show, and then they're like, "Oh, it's like such a it's such a 
joke almost to the kind like uh, you know like open mic scene where it's like oh you try to go and kill tony cool guy like everybody gets on it Do you, now this is interesting for me to hear obviously because i was a part of it for yeah, a long yeah. time when you're when other open micers are trying to get on kill tony is there a little bit of uh people kind of pointing fingers like you're a try hard kind of thing oh yeah i mean yeah yeah for sure i mean especially if you're it's weird like it's funny because so many people would go up there and I think they would be like, it's people that were kind of acting like big shots outside of it. And then they would go up there and not do good. And then you're like, Oh, well, you know what I mean? Maybe he's not that big of a shot. Uh, so I don't know. Just interesting. And then I feel like too, I don't know. I feel like people put such a high, they get really delusional whenever they go in there. That's why I'm trying to not sound like, Oh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I guess it's kind of what I meant, but um, yeah, it just like seems like people go up there and they think like, oh, dude, I'm going to fucking, dude, Rogan's next. Like, I'm going to be on, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to do the podcast circuit now. I'm, I'm in, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's like this delusion of just, right. uh, grandeur, I guess. <laughs> I'm doing your mom's house on Tuesday <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. uh, I think Bert's going to have me on soon right. and yeah, yeah. It just kind of gets out of hand. So I guess people like, I get kind of weird about it, but I get it. I mean, shit, dude, you get on YouTube, you get like the most views you a video you've ever been on immediately. Right. Uh, people are instant, talking about you in the comments, the, the possibility of instant gratification. Yeah. And it's just kind of there. And it's like, I don't know, but it was cool for me. Cause like, I guess I was already kind of working with you and working with Tony. So then it was like, wow, now, like now I'm doing this. And then the, I didn't go on, like I didn't even go to the comedy store a lot either. Cause I just felt like, trying to get on kill tony was just so like uh just a waste of time because you just like mm -hmm. wait around try to get on blah, blah blah so i would just go to mike's anyway but then uh, i saw theo vaughn was going on one time and i was like oh shit that'd be cool because i had dinner with him whenever i was six months into comedy bought me like food bought me drinks like we we're just like talked about whatever comedy life whatever and so i was like oh that'd be cool to like see him after be like oh what's up man um and then i got called up that night which was like uh, intense uh, as fuck. That's actually whenever I was trying to be a sperm donor, which was very funny because that's why I ended up just talking about it on stage because I was literally just coming from the place after. Um, <laughs> You've just been freshly milked? Freshly milked, dude. <laughs> freshly milked and paid. There you uh, go. <laughs> so, which is pretty dope. <laughs> it's such a weird process, man. I mean, Two things that you're going to get working with me this weekend. <laughs> freshly milked and paid after the shows. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> Satisfied and compensated. Perfect. <laughs> So you're you're gonna you got to chop it up with Theo and I and you know I was I was right over there in the, in the corner and yeah, uh, that, that was, was a cool moment you guys both being from uh, Louisiana yeah and, we and had something that. talk about that and then like it was weird because the first night we 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 met and talked we were at a catfish restaurant in uh, Addison Texas after he did the Addison Improv so it was so funny just like uh, that moment but yeah man it's weird how like I guess how small comedy is. So like definitely that, but then like I'd say the second biggest one moment for me was McCullough Gulkin, dude. That really fucked me up because I just he was like the biggest star. Where I'm like, Jesus, dude. I like, I guess like looking at some. I guess it was so immediate. I never really looked at pictures of him as like an older guy. Yeah. So like just to see him as a kid in my brain, and then see him as like a 40 year old man, you're just like, wow, that's like a big jump. And yeah, he's got. He went from being the most baby faced, <laughs> clean shaven guy to. Yeah. Kind of looking a little rough, like with <laughs> yeah. like facial hair and the yeah. whole thing. Life happened to him, and it was uh, it was it was crazy, dude. I I loved I loved that scene. That just 
honestly, dude, delivering weed for me was like a big thing. I thought that was just like crazy to me. Like oh, as yeah. soon as I moved to LA, I was delivering weed for speed weed. And it was just like, I don't know. It was what, one, now, what did your parents think of, of that? Um, they were like, wow, is it legal? Cause they didn't understand. Like it's that, that's, that's legal. <laughs> you got jumped into a gang immediately <laughs> upon moving to LA. Like, yeah. Okay. Is that, I mean, my mom was like, I got this great job. Okay. It's um, like, son, you're just a drug dealer. You're, <laughs> it's not a business. You're, you're just dealing drugs. Like, no mom, just hear me out. It's like, Trust this, me, dude. it's they, like this organized cartel, not a cart. They call it a cartel, but it's not really a cartel. It's legit. They sponsor a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, so you know, it's a, it, it it was kind of crazy too, because like you had to go through all these wild. Um, I mean, like during, I remember probably like a two week stretch of me delivering weed. I was delivering weed during the wildfires. I mean, there was just like, wow, they're really burning a lot of trees here. They're smoking the weed. They're burning the trees. And I was like on the interstate, like driving, and I'm looking over. Just flames are coming off the side of the interstate, and we're in traffic. It's like what. Why are people ordering weed right now? This is I'm like I mean I guess I guess to, to cope I know, with yeah, everything just, that's going on. It was so crazy to me, and I mean people really. I mean that's kind of what shocked me too. Like because Speedweed was with the studios. Everybody that worked in the studio was pretty much high the whole time. I mean mm. uh, like the, the manager Ken was just like blowing dabs in his office. I'm like, dude, this is awesome, man. Like I, I get You're like, is this what working in LA is like? Cause I could get used to this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is all right. This is where magic happens. And uh, yeah, it just felt so weird. Cause I just moved from Texas where like literally if you get caught with a vape pen, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a felony. Like you go to Dang. you go to jail, jail. Oh for my that. goodness! So it was just so weird to like live in two totally different worlds, and then be delivering weed. Like I remember one time I delivered a weed to a guy. He like I knocked on his door. It was one of those moments where like you knock on a door and the door is like already open. Mm-hmm. So then it just like swings open. He's like, "Oh, come in!" And like I I walk in. And this guy's like in a wheelchair, and he's like totally like I I don't know if it was like ALS or whatever, but he had like. I, I was bringing him like two grand worth of weed, like edibles, uh, like everything, wax, uh, <laughs> flour. And it's just like, God, this guy is getting fucked up. I'm like, I'm kind of jealous, but not jealous. You know what I mean? I was right. like, this is, this guy's fucked up all day. I love it. <laughs> and there was so many people like that, dude. We'd, we'd deliver. It was like older people. I'd just get fucking stoned. Would they, now, do they tip you on, on deliveries like that? Or yeah, how does that work? tip me. I know that. Uh, people do tip uh, you on delivery. I was surprised by like, because whenever the pandemic happened, studio closed down, I just tried to stick it out. I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to, uber and deliver postmates and try to pay rent and just get through i was like it only lasts like two months right and then it just never ended so then like i was like ubering my ass off during the protest i was ubering during the protest and everything i was ubering people to the protest which was crazy um i remember (laughs) that's an interesting (laughs) so where are you guys headed (laughs) they were like burning the country down i'm like oh shit all right they were like loading their signs up in the back of my car and everything that's great so i'd appreciate a five-star rating (laughs) and uh yeah i am bringing you the revolution after all like it was so weird and then i remember one time it was so funny 
this has really happened. There was like girls in the back. They're like, this country is terrible. This country needs to fucking burn. And then like we're driving. I'm like, oh, this is like crazy. I'm like driving them to like, who knows what? I don't know what I'm, I'm dropping them off to. You know what I mean? That was always the interesting part. Like, I don't know if I'm dropping them off to like a fire, to a riot, guns going off. Like, I don't know where I'm going right now. And because um, I'm not even from there, dude. I'm just like, yeah, all right, let's, you're, let's you're, go. You're following <laughs> the GPS exactly. You have no idea if you're no going to the pits of hell. No clue. Like, yeah. you, just, you just drive off a cliff. You're like, well, okay. Uh, we've arrived in hell. <laughs> One time I was driving and just like the National Guard right there with their like tank. I'm like, okay, all right. Maybe here I drop you off. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, hey, <laughs> get down. What? Uber drop-offs are over there. <laughs> yeah. And dude, so at one point she goes, like we keep driving and she goes, I haven't eaten lunch yet. Should we like Uber eats while we're there? And I'm just like, you guys are bringing people through hell. Like, this is crazy. Has any, when you were delivering weed, did anybody ever invite you in to, to smoke with them or anything like that? Yes. One guy did. And I, and I, it was like late, late delivery. Like it was almost closed. And I'm like, look, I gotta go back and like, I'm going to close, but I'll take a couple of hits. Sure. And like the guy was like, it was funny. Cause like this guy was like old and he was like a biker guy. Some guys, some places I went into were so sketchy, dude. Like. This guy had guns in the back, I remember, and like he was like shirtless. He had like leather pants on, looked like he just got off the bike. It was oh, such a trip, man. That was such a trip working there. That's bizarre. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Is that the weirdest job you've ever had? Was was uh, outside not- of sperm donating? Uh, I would say I don't even know. Did you ever I get close? Say- Did they ever tell you? Tell you my tell sperm me donation. Did they, they ever tell you like if you end up matching your sperm with a lady? This is what happens. So I go through the process. The process is pretty. Uh, it takes a while. Like I signed up like through Craigslist, and <laughs> so again, didn't know if it was official or not. But I told my parents it was. But I <laughs> just snotted out my nose, just laughing. <laughs> but uh, but I, I was just imagining a little girl being, like, "Mommy." <laughs> <laughs> Where, where did dad come from? <laughs> well, there used to be this website years ago. <laughs> and um, literally anybody could apply. <laughs> <laughs> literally anybody. And, um, you know, your mom was tired of, you know, really maintaining relationships with men. <laughs> and I wanted to uh, just seal the deal and bring you into this world immediately. So I popped on this website called Craigslist <laughs> and <laughs> the riff could keep going, but get back to your story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm diverting. No, I love it. I, and then she's like, uh, he can be found on a podcast. Um, no, but it's, it's pretty crazy. But like, I, so they don't, apparently don't, they don't tell the kid anything. You, they can't, I guess the mom can, but uh, they don't release the information to the child until they're 18, which that really was a red flag for me. Cause I'm like, can we, tell them before they can buy a gun like can we like get tell them to when like when they're six so that they can get over it by the time they're 18 they're not stewing on it (laughs) the entire time like where's dad where's dad like like mom why won't you just introduce me and then like she reveals 18th birthday your father's a donor (laughs) you know that's all right hello how goes it Good. What's up, man? Doing a little potty waddy right now. Potty waddy, potty waddy. A little podcast. Oh, sorry. That's no, okay. You're good, man. Are you are you featuring this weekend? No, I'm the bouncer. <laughs> you're the bouncer. <laughs> I'm just Hop in. No, no one to bounce. Hop in. No one to bounce here. So here. they have. A, they can put a. What's your name? Uh, my name's Doug. 
Doug, it's great to meet you and have you on Jeremiah Wonders. Thank you so much for... Uh, what are you wondering about? Uh, we wonder about a lot of stuff. We were just talking about uh, CJ being a, a sperm donor over here. That's right. Oh, I've done that a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, you got to be careful, guys. <laughs> Did you have any matches? Matches? What do you mean? Did they use your sperm with any woman, do you think? Oh, no, no, no. Like, I've got two kids and two baby mamas. That's all I meant. Oh, you were no, donating sperm to, to your wife? Uh, yeah. Okay. This got weird, didn't it? No, Doug. Uh, this was possibly the best drop in I could yeah. have wished for on a podcast. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you nice, just nice donated to you, your words nice to, to us here. Thanks, you. man. Oh, okay, perfect. I have appreciate it. Weekend, though. I'm excited to have you. Thanks, yeah, no, man. I'm stoked to be here. This guy's great. This guy's great. Yeah, We're new best friends. These guys <laughs> rock. I suck. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> I tried to play it off uh, cute with the whole potty waddy thing. He's like, dude, what is that? <laughs> He he's he's so like, awkward. dude, he's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay, so finish your... Yes, finish, please. <laughs> finish. <laughs> Guys, we're back broadcasting on the Brink Tournament right now. <laughs> okay. God, he just went under a se semi-truck. Oh, Look at my goodness. <laughs> uh, I think the kids call that a power slide. No, but I, I... So, yeah, it was a tough process. Like, it took a while to go through, but... Uh, so I had to get my prostate checked. That was one of the things I had to do. I had to, I had to get my, uh, he was an Asian doctor. Thank God. Small hands. Uh, but then I had to Does go. Does that hurt? <laughs> Dude. Well, it was crazy. Being a young guy, that's not a normal thing that Dude. you get checked. No, because what was fucked up about it, they didn't even tell me. They go, oh, you're going to get a physical today. And I was like, oh. great. Awesome. And then like literally he goes, turn over. Like mid physical. You're going to, you got to turn over. And I'm like, what? And then I was like, uh, and he's like, yeah, you're going to have to get your prostate checked. And I'm like. Oh, I don't think. And he goes, no, that's part of it. I'm like, oh man, all right. You're like, can I see the paperwork? <laughs> yeah. I was like, why didn't they warn me? Yeah. And uh, so he goes, all right, we're just, it's gonna feel weird at first, and then, and then, and then it's gonna it's gonna hurt. And I go, uh, all right, and a little bit. And so he sticks it in. I'm like, okay, not bad at all. And then he goes, all right, I'm about to go a little deeper. And I'm like, oh no. And I and dude, whenever he went deeper. I, I I felt this pain in my stomach where I literally felt like he was touching my stomach. Oh. And I'm like, oh, and then like then it was and then it was over. But it felt just so like oh like that. Um and I wanted to throw, like, <laughs> And then I came everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they gave me money right after that. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, is this how I, I donate? He's like, This is how you donate today. <laughs> So then, um, so then they, they, I had to go see a therapist. They made me go sit with a therapist. And so, um, <laughs> which is, I like to think that they prescribed you the therapist. Like you have a, a blanket with you, like after the prostate check, like it has it, like, they weren't going to do it before, but like, since you had a, such a violent reaction to the prostate check, they're like, he needs therapy. Right, you're going to go down to room three C. <laughs> down the way and thank you doctor <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so what was weird was like she kept asking me these questions like over and over and over again and like the, what was weird was like the whole time she was treating like it was a job interview right so like the first question she asked me straight up was so what made you want to become a sperm donor and i just i, I was like i just like paused for a second i'm like I, like 
I need money. Like, like right. I need rent. I need electricity. I need to pay my cable bill. Like, yeah. I was like everything. I, and I was like, I, th- I straight up told her, I thought that's why everyone did this. And she kept asking me like, what do your parents think? Uh, what, what happens whenever the kid uh, calls uh, maybe your future wife? What happens whenever the kid calls you? What happens when the kid calls your grandma? Calls so your what uncle? was your response to any of that? <laughs> well, like after the fifth, sixth question, I was like, look, if as long as the kid's not trying to kill me or get money from me, I don't care if he calls me. And, um, and honestly, I, she grabs <laughs> a giant <laughs> ink pad and then a stamp and it just says red approved <laughs> over the white papers. Like, all right, go down to the hall, jerk off a little bit and the file, so, you're good. So this is what happened. So I've, I already did like a few test jerks, right. And gave them my samples and everything. And, um, I already like did all that. Watched the porn, jerked off, did the test, the urine, Do you the remember blood. the type of porn you watched? Yeah, so I tried to do the CD because I was like, oh, I'm gonna go old school. Like they have, they, pl- they supply An the CDs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, welcome to your first jerk off <laughs> sesh. I'm Jessica. Oh, Tina, I'm filming something. Do you want to come in too? I sure do. <laughs> Let's get this guy to come. <laughs> Oh my God. So we, so, so I, I it was so funny too, cause I opened up the book and it was like a disc book, which I haven't seen in forever. It was like a, one of those CD cases, you know, from like the nineties. And like, I opened it up. You're like, How did my Sum 41 CD get <laughs> <laughs> Fat lip. And then I, and then, I, but it was so funny cause a lot of them did like, they didn't put them back in the sleeves. So there was just like discs, like just like I was flipping and they were just like falling out everywhere and and, I, and like some of them were like stuck together and I remember I remember one of them one of them had like uh one of them was was guys and I was just like wow like just sucking each other off on the desk I was like Jesus Christ I popped one in and then and then I couldn't fast forward so like the remote wasn't working and I'm like this defeats the purpose I'm like what am I doing I have a phone that has infinite amount of fucking tits and whatever I want to look at so I was like yeah just turning this off I mean this is dumb um <laughs> so funny and so uh and the, the room was terrible it was like this dressing room and it was like this like just sad looking chair it was like just rod chair like wasn't comfortable at all and they had like a little sink and all this like germex and stuff no lotion or anything which i thought was weird but um, they, they really want you to go old school yeah they want to keep it professional yeah <laughs> so, there's just a scroll <laughs> with like ancient <laughs> photos scribed into it and they're like well how old do you want to go back <laughs> yeah <laughs> is that the egyptian boobs what what is that is that a why, tablet why does she have the head of a dog <laughs> um so <laughs> why am i a rock hard <laughs> what's happening <laughs> so it was just so funny to me because like so we i went through all the process dude i like the last day dude i signed like my life away i just remember signing paper after not even reading it just signing all these pages they were asking me for my baby pictures and all this shit i'm just looking at the folder i'm like man this is fucked up like i'm doing this for money right now because i'm struggling and i'm like do i really want to do this and i remember like them giving me the key fob to the building like swear and they were like yeah just like come anytime and uh like literally <laughs> literally <laughs> schedule ahead please um and so they <laughs> so i did that and i'm like fuck yeah i can go tomorrow they're like i'm tomorrow if you want and so i uh wake up the next day and i get an email saying that they denied me 
So I was like, what? Like, why would they give me a fob? And these fobs, you know, like these fobs, like key fobs in the building, they're not cheap. They're yeah, like 150 bucks. That's crazy. These little fobs are like $150, 200 bucks. I remember working at a hotel and that's how much they were. And it was like these little blue th- fobs. And they're not just giving these out. I knew that. And then I'm like, hang on. They wouldn't give me a fob, sign me away if it was like something wrong with my health. But right. it was something wrong with my like sperm itself. And the thing is, is, like the therapy thing was the day before the last signing. So I was like, dude, I think the therapist was just like, yeah, this guy either just wasn't ready, wasn't sound minded or a piece of shit or an open mic or whatever. And it was just like, get this guy out of here. And so they're okay with everything else you're saying about like, yeah, I mean, if I, you know, hear from them and they're not asking me for money or whatever, then, and they're not trying to kill me, that's fine. And they're like, oh, what do you do in your downtime? I'm like, well, I do open mics. And they're like, you're not welcome here anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that spreading around our country. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so did they ever tell you? Never tell you. They don't tell you. And I was like, this is when I got mad because I'm like, well, you guys did a lot of medical tests on me. I was yeah, like, what are you doing with you that? You got to give me the results. I was like, at least. Because like, I also, what fucked me up about it was that I gave them sperm already. So I don't know what they're going to do with that sperm. I don't know if like I signed all these papers and then they're just like, yeah, no more. We've never seen mutant sperm like this. We're going to study it. <laughs> this must be tested. And so I think like, who knows? They could be a fucking scam. They could be like using my sperm. Yeah, through Craigslist. That's weird, man. And so, but, I mean, but it was a legit pay you? place. Yeah, dude, they, dude, I got $800 just for trying. Those like, those like two months of me just trying, I got $800. Because it was like $300 for my prostate check. Like it was all like, <laughs> the therapist thing was like 250 <laughs> I mean, you're saying $800 like it's One a stipend. large amount of money when it's your life juice. <laughs> <laughs> like You're like, dude, I got $800. So yeah. I think I walked away the bigger man. <laughs> like, dude, they literally could be studying your genetics right now and different traits and stuff like that. But I got a month's worth of rent. So <laughs> who really won in this dude, situation? At the time, I'm like, that's a deal. That's a deal. <laughs> that's pretty solid. I mean, that's a lot of weed deliveries. Yeah. You know how many Postmates tips that is? I mean, that's 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 how you how you measure everything <laughs> measure in your everything. life. Just deliveries. Um, we have time to do a very quick sax talk to end <sighs> out right. this program. Oh, yeah. So one time uh, I was at my girlfriend at the time's house and. Uh, her dad was boiling some crawfish. And uh, I was pretty deep in, dude. I was like elbow deep in the crawfish because I can eat some crawfish. So I was getting all lathered up in the hands and everything. And it was a pretty saucy time. I was, you know, looking at the girl, catching eyes with her. Um, her dad was there, which was kind of weird. Uh, but she, uh, you know, obviously was, you know, we were young, we were in high school, so we were kind of, you know, horny as hell. And I don't know if crawfish is considered an aphrodisiac, but it definitely was that night. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm biting on these tails. I want to get in her tail. It's a whole thing. And so I'm sucking the head. She wants to suck my head. It's just, uh, it's getting real hot and heavy. 
spicy as hell. Crawfish is a really sexual experience. I mean, you're sucking the head, the hot juice is hitting you back in the throat, and you're just like, yeah, this is hot. So we get done eating the crawfish, right? And so I'm uh, ready to ready to kind of get at it with this girl. Um, we go in her room. She starts taking off her clothes. I'm taking off my clothes. It's getting really hot. We start touching each other, right? And I start foreplay, which is very important. Uh, kids, look it up. It's... <laughs> It's very important to the sexual experience. So I start fingering her. And it's getting intense. I notice I notice her face is starting to uh, wince a little. And she goes, it's burning. And I go, what do you mean it's burning? And she goes, my pussy is burning right now. <laughs> so I, I, I pull my hand out and she goes, did you wash your hands? And I'm like, yes, I definitely did. And apparently, uh, I guess there was some uh, crawfish juice, which if you don't know, crab oil, uh, was underneath my fingernails. Causing her immense pain, uh, she goes in the bathtub immediately to soak for hours and was very, very pissed at me. And this was high school, so her parents were there, were there and definitely knew what happened. Um, it was the classic crawfish foreplay gone wrong situation. And that's when I learned you got to wash your hands three, four times with lemon soap and hot, close to boiling water as possible before foreplay, immediately after a crawfish boil. And she never talked to me again. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I mean. Embarrassing. That is a great way to close out this jam-packed jeremiah wonders <laughs> a crawfish sex story oh yeah i would only expect so much from you my friend <laughs> thank you uh cj where can people follow you where can people look at your stuff yeah so everything is cj landry comic uh and also laughing with landry i just started uh the podcast i have a three episodes on there so check that out it's all audio only i have a couple of videos on youtube of it but definitely check me out on youtube too a cj landry comedian heck yeah well uh dude you are hilarious i love uh working with you you did uh we did the last show before the big shutdown together that's right the right hunting the beach at the rec room you killed it and i'm looking forward to working with you all weekend man thanks man me too check out the stuff <laughs> love you brother later love you too dog 